Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. artist friends. I am back with another episode of the Inspired Painter podcast, another solo episode for you. And today I wanted to talk to you guys about a really important topic. And it's something that I, I really hope will be very, very useful and inspiring for you. And that is the subject of time, time management and energy management, because they're so related to each other. Um, so I got back from my residency a couple weeks ago, residency and exhibition in Paris, and you know, I had to catch up on a lot of things. I had been away from my life for four weeks. Um, so there was a lot of bills to pay and um, you know, the house to clean. Uh, I had to go food shopping. I had to answer a whole bunch of emails. And then I had to kind of take stock of everything that had happened and be very grateful for everything that I had experienced because I know that I am very privileged to have experienced this and that many people would love to experience what I just experienced um, over in France. So I have so much gratitude towards what I experienced and for that coming true for me. Um, But then also I had to look forward and you know, start to think about the future. And I realized that I, you know, I haven't really put roots down here um, in in my artistic business and in my home um, for the past year because I have been moving. Um, I, I moved last November and then rehabbing this house and that took like four months then I went on a residency to Scotland and then I came back and I had a collection launch and then I had another residency and the exhibition in Paris. So there was just a lot of big things, one on top of each other, uh, plus a relationship. So um, it was just a lot in, in, one, in one year. And as I took the time to be still and to think about my life and to think about my art career. I realized that this is the first time in a while that I feel like I can kind of like take a breath and um, and not feel super, super rushed and panicked about the next step. Um, just because when I was rehabbing the house, you know, I, I was putting all of my effort into that. And um, every day as I was doing that, I was thinking like I could be painting, but I'm not. I'm I'm building this part of my life, you know, um, and and for Paris, it was like that happened so fast. The exhibition that I only had like two months to create all these pieces for the Paris exhibition because it 
it manifested so fast. So, um, so now that I'm back, I'm like, I've had a moment to take a breath and to kind of look forward to the rest of the year. And I wanted to share some things that I've been learning, um, just about productivity, about managing my time, about getting everything done. Um, a lot of people ask me like, how do you get it all done? Like you, you're an artist and you also coach artists and you also like curate for era contemporary. That's like a lot. Um, and it is a lot. (laughs) And, um, and there's, there's def, there's definitely different tricks to it, but, um, I think that I realized when I got back and had a moment to think to myself and to really just take stock of my life and see, and think about what's next for me. Um, I realized that I, in order for this, my artistic, um, career to be sustainable, I have to be more intentional and more organized and really treat my time like it is worth a million dollars an hour because my time is so valuable and um, your time is also so valuable and every artist's time is so valuable. And it's really true for artists because our creativity and our inspiration is our currency and that happens through the medium of time. And you know, time is a current where we, we, we all stand in the current of time and we can feel it passing. Um, and we can feel when we're wasting time and we can feel when we are making good use of our time. Um, and this doesn't mean that I think that you should be working all the time. Definitely not. Um, I just think that the time that you are working as an artist, there's ways to make it more optimized and more intentional so that what you are working towards isn't random. It's, it accumulates into something really beautiful and special. And then also, uh, that is good monetarily for you that helps you make money. So, um, yeah, I, I've just, I've been looking into different ways and methods to optimize my time better because I, I do do a lot and um, I want to better structure my time and uh, really treat my life like I'm the CEO of my life, you know, and not somebody who's waiting for direction from somebody else, uh, like I am in charge. And you are also in charge of your life. You are the CEO of your life, and uh, you don't have to wait for direction for somebody else to tell you what to do. So um, I have been reading... First of all, uh, yes, I I realized that I had an issue when I looked at my schedule and um, I realized that I only have three months until my solo exhibition in Philadelphia. It's called Quest and I'm really excited actually. This is, it's a really nice gallery and um, it's a big solo exhibition and it's going to be really awesome. Um, but I was realizing this is such an amazing opportunity to make like all new work and to really create this like amazing show-stopping exhibition and to execute all of these visions that I've had. Um, so, and then looking at my schedule, um, I was just realizing that I need to be more intentional in order to create the momentum for this to happen. 
um, and be more kind of strict with myself with uh, disciplining myself to be in the studio to actually get the work done. And I'm going to uh, tell you exactly how and then also some different methods that I'm using in the studio to be able to get work done more efficiently. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> I realized that I needed a, a change and um, to be very, very intentional. And I kind of created my own system. But I started out by reading this book. It's called Time Magic um, by Nick Broadhurst and Melissa Ambrosini. And it's not a science fiction novel. It's actually like a time management novel, but it's the best time management book I've ever read because it, it talks about like, uh, your lifetime. So it basically breaks it down from your lifetime. Like, let's say that you live till you're 80 years old and then dividing up you know, the years like pieces of pie and what do you spend your years on? And um, the craziest statistic, if you look at your phone for four hours a day, that ends up being something crazy, like nine years of your life. Like if, if you just like add it all up. Um, so there's, there's a lot of different chapters about like helping you find time that you're, that you're wasting unintentionally. Um, things like watching too much TV or uh, using your phone too much, scrolling too much. Um, those are two of like the worst things, I think. Um, and they're just really low-hanging fruit for you to take your time back. Um, but then it also talks about like, well, how do you, what kind of life do you want to build? And, you know, thinking about long-term goals for yourself, like, uh family goals, relational goals, what are, what kind of impact do you want to make in the world with your work and with your art? Um, this is not a book, it's not a book specifically for artists, but, um, they're both entrepreneurs and, um, one of the authors is, he's a musician. Um, so it definitely applies to a lot of creative people. Um, the other thing, is they, they go through really specific systems about how to deal with the annoying things in life, like emails or um, people texting you all day long. Like, yeah, they, they, they give lots of different strategies for that. Um, so basically, I, I've, I've read that book. I'm almost done with it. And um, it gave me some really great ideas for how to structure my time better and <clears throat> to just basically look at my time like it is the most precious thing ever and you know not one moment can be taken back and so what do you want to actually spend your precious time on and um yeah so i i wrote out like a lot of my priorities and then i wrote out some really some really kind of uh insightful questions for myself, for my business. Um, and I want to share these with you because I think it will help you. And it's a good idea to go over your, your business like every quarter. So we're going into like the fourth quarter and, um, in businesses, they, they call like the last section before like Christmas, like the fourth quarter. And, um, so you want to like have a good fourth quarter, just like sales wise. And also just for your business overall. And as business owners, as artists, this also applies to us. So 
I invite you to think of these questions for your own artistic business. Um, So what I started out with is just the most obvious, and this is just a starting point. And that is what makes money in this business, in my artistic business. So I've been keeping good records this year. And so I was able to look at my records and be like, okay, what are the actual numbers? Like what actually, how did I actually make money? And it was original painting sales. Uh, that was the most money. Uh, commissions, that was a much smaller amount. And prints. And I sold a big volume of prints, but um, it didn't add up to like a ton of money. So prints are interesting because like it, it, it does feel good when you sell one, but it's like they don't really add up to like uh, a significant amount. I suppose they could if you have like thousands of followers or people who buy your work all the time um, if they buy it in bulk. But for me, um, definitely the original painting sales was like the, the biggest moneymaker. Okay, then I wrote write down, how do these sales mostly happen? Like, where do they come from? And so I wrote down like, well, where did these people come from that bought my paintings? Um, And they were from my email list, which I've had for years. I've built up, I continue to build it up every single year um, with, you know, everyone that I meet, like everyone who hands me a business card or who, um, you know, who who I meet somewhere or who signs up for my mailing list at like an exhibition, I add them to my email list. So my number one original painting sales came from my email list. Number two came from museum group shows. So I was in a couple of museum group shows and a couple of my paintings sold just to strangers. I don't know who they were, but, um, but that was a good way to sell original paintings. So it's something I can look into in the future. Gallery exhibitions, I did sell a couple at galleries, just in group exhibitions, but, um, but not as many as the museum. Um, and then Instagram, I did sell a couple of originals from Instagram, people who contacted me on Instagram after I posted something and said, I want it. Art festivals, um, I did sell a few originals um, f- at art festivals and Facebook um, I didn't sell as many, I think I sold one on Facebook. Um, and, and that's from just like, I don't, I don't post on Facebook as much as I should. I feel like it's kind of like a wasteland. I don't know, (laughs) but it's not because it does, there, there are people there who are more mature, um, in kind of like an older age bracket than me. And that's actually the, the people who, end up buying my work. So I should put more effort into having more of a presence on Facebook. Um, So that's an area of opportunity for me. So these are questions you can ask yourself. What makes money for you in your art business? And like really write it down and see like what, how much did I actually make from my art? And then how did these sales actually happen? And a lot of times it's like a convoluted way, like oh, this friend of a friend and they happen to be here. And, but if you trace it back, you'll be, you'll be able to see like, what did you do to make that happen? Oh, I decided to participate in this show or um, I decided to go to this event and that's where I met them or whatever. So um, you want to just be as 
we're, we're just trying to get the data here and pretend like you are an outside auditor looking in being like how can we optimize this artistic business and this is going to relate to time in a really powerful way that i'm going to um i'm going to bring it full circle but um but your money is is powerful um in that time is so tied to money um especially as an artist because if you don't make your money as an artist you're going to have to make your money some other way. And for most artists, it's a way that they don't want to make money, like working at a coffee shop or getting like an insurance job or something that they don't want to do. So this is why making money is important for artists because it saves you from the tragedy of spending your time working in a job that you don't want. This episode is sponsored by the Luminary Artist Academy. The Luminary Artist Academy is a six-month, self-paced, transformational course for contemporary realist, feminine artists to blossom into the higher level of professional success from the inside out. The Luminary Artist Academy was written for you. As an artist myself who has been through the dark night of my own soul and through the thickets of my own limiting beliefs, in order to come out on the other side, I feel the struggle and I know where you are. I know the desires that you feel and the frustration at feeling like they are out of reach. And I have discovered the keys to unlocking your own potential and totally transforming the reality of your creative practice and your experience as an artist in a very short time after doing it myself. And I wrote the Luminary Artist Academy to share this process with you. So the Luminary Artist Academy is a comprehensive, detailed, step-by-step course that takes you on an odyssey through the inner chambers of your heart and soul to your creative practice and out into the world where you shine your confident feminine light as a luminary in your field. This course supports you every single step of the way to guide you into stepping into your highest version of yourself within your artistic career and your life. Don't let another year go by just thinking about it and without taking action. Being in limbo, saying next time or I'll do it later, is the reason why you feel like you're spinning your wheels and staying stuck. By doing the same things in the same way, you'll likely be in the same place you are now, six months from now, if you don't take action. Take the first steps today to believe in a different future for yourself. The gallery shows, press celebrating your work, and sales pouring in from your art is what you know you are meant for and what you ultimately deserve. Your most aligned artistic career is waiting for you. It's time to believe in yourself and value your dreams. I believe in you. Explore the course via the link in the show notes or at www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com. So, um, yeah, anyway, so those were the first two questions. And then what I did was I wrote down from January 1st to today, how much money did I make in my actual art business? And so I wrote down the totals for like the print sales and the original sales. And then, um, I wrote, my next question was, how do I get more of these sales? And 
this is the power of asking good questions because if you prompt your brain with a good question, it's going to give you really useful, good answers. Um, for instance, if I ask myself, why am I not making more money? That's not going to be a helpful question and it's going to give you a lot of negative answers. But if you ask yourself, how do I get more of these sales, these sales that I'm already making, then your brain is going to help you and be like, well, how do I get more of these sales? What are some things I can do? So for me, I wrote down some things like more compelling emails, since that was the number one way I sold my work, working with more museums and nice galleries. So like finding opportunities to show at more museums, like their, their juried exhibitions or um, at nice galleries and group shows. And then getting into group shows at museums and nice galleries. Yes, I already said that. Um, making connections on Instagram and Facebook and putting more effort into individual connections there. Um, private collector events. This is something I really haven't done yet, but um, I've had a couple of people kind of suggest it. So something I'm, I'm interested in, in, uh, in possibly looking into. And if it succeeds, I'll do a whole podcast episode on it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and what is my yearly schedule for this? That's my next question. So now, of course, this can change, but a lot of people get like scared to plan out their whole year, especially artists, because then they feel like locked in. But it actually gives you a lot of freedom in that you don't have to really think and stress as much about your art business because if you plan everything out, then then you kind of like, it's like being in school. Like you, you have a structure. Um, and as artists, we have to create our own structure or nothing actually happens. So, um, so what is my yearly schedule for this? So one solo show local I've found is really powerful. Like I've had a solo show the last three years, I think. And, um, the last two have been self-promoted. Um, so I basically hosted my own exhibition. And they, I mean, they worked wonderful. Um, the second one was much more successful than the first because I knew what I was doing. This year, I'm having a gallery um, is hosting my solo show. So, um, so that will be interesting. Uh, and then, so one solo show local in Philadelphia, and then one solo show international or across the country. Now, I already kind of did that this year, which was in Paris. But, um, you know, maybe for next year, do it in a different country or do it maybe in California. I'd love to have an exhibition in California um, just to kind of get out there and get new places on my um, my CV and meet people from other cultures and just have a different experience. I think it's, it would be really fun. Um, so one local show per year, one solo local show and one solo international or across the country kind of show. And then one vendor pop-up per month. And this could be anything from like, um, like a private collector event, an open studio. Um, it could be, a collector hosting like a luncheon with some of my new work and you know she brings some of her friends it could be um 
you know, my friend who lives at an apartment complex, that's really nice. And they like to host events. Um, and then they, they invite the whole apartment complex. So any of these places, any of these ideas where you basically partner with somebody else or partner with a business, another idea is to kind of partner with a business. Like, let's say that there's, um, like a pottery studio or maybe, um, like a, some kind of gift shop or even like a coffee shop or something like that. And, um, they want to add more activation. They want like, kind of like an event and you can basically sell it that you'll, you'll bring some of your work and maybe you'll do like sketches or something like that. So doing one of those things per month, um, it just adds some life to your practice. It gets you out there, it gets you seen, gets you meeting people. And when you meet collectors in person, it's always much more powerful um, because, you know, you, you form a human connection and they, they become more interested in your work. So anyway, so doing that once a month and then three online collection launches per year. So I put down March, August, and December. And I'm about to do my August one. It's my, it's my Paris collection. So that'll be amazing. Um, yeah, so those are, that's kind of my yearly schedule. And when I look at this, I feel like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm shooting for. Those are kind of my goals for the year. And, um, it gives me a structure. And then what I did was, what is my schedule for September through December, 2023 for my studio? And then, and this took a couple of hours, I'm not going to lie, but it feels so good to have it like all written out for every month from September to December. So September, October, November, December, I wrote down, um, each week what I needed to do in order to reach my goals. So I'll give you an example. Um, week one in September, uh, send three emails promoting my August collection, uh, post two pictures or reels per day about the August collection and auto post them also to LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, and threads paint for 35 hours. Uh, create and post one YouTube video, uh, film content, and send five emails out to potential um, hosts for private collector events. So that is my, that's an example of like everything that I want to do in one week for September, the first week of September. Um, and then what I do is I go into my calendar um, I have a digital calendar. I use um, Google Calendar. And I I plug in what works for that week. Like, okay, so when am I going to write those three emails promoting the August collection? And when am I going to um, make the reels uh, for the August collection and schedule them? And I, I literally put in like the time and the day that I'm going to do that. And then painting for 35 hours, like that has to be split up obviously. So, you know, like four or five hours here, four or five hours this day. And what time am I going to do that every day of the week? Um, when, when am I going to film content and you know, what day works best for that? 
And what time and day am I going to send five emails for a private collector events? So I plug that all in for the week for that first week in September. Now, um, a lot of these things are going to be recurring. So like week one and week two um, are similar, but they're going to be a little bit different. So um, so, th- so by that point, by week two, my collection for the August will be closed. So I will then send one email out talking about Quest, which is my next exhibition, just letting them know about it, my collector list. Um, so that will be different, but it's still writing an email. And in that way, it's the same. And then I'll post one picture or reel a day, um, alternating between soft divine inspiration and a call to action. <laughs> and auto post the same content to LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, and threads, and then paint for 35 hours, which is the same, um, create and post one YouTube, which is the same. And then I also have in there, um, one of the days in September, I'm going to an art festival with a friend. Um, so I put that in there because that's within that second week. Um, So that's like the second week. And then I have something similar, like week three, um, except I have an event where I'm painting live. So I also put that in there and week four. Now, again, it's, it's similar for October and, but I also have like other things like I am curating Titania's ball in October and that is going to be a huge event. So I have like different tasks, tasks in there for that. And so I, I literally wrote this all out in just like a Word document. Um, so I broke it out into, okay, September, week one, week two, week three, week four. October, week one, week two, week three, week four. What do I want to get done for this? Um, November, um, the same. And December. Um, now, every week is a little bit different because I have different projects going on. Um, and... And you'll see when you write this all out for yourself, like especially if you're working towards like an exhibition, you're going to have different tasks that need to be done at different times. So I am working on creating all the work for this exhibition right now. And then when most of the work is done, I'm going to be switching to like marketing that work and sending out emails to like uh, and press you know, press releases to different media outlets and stuff like that. So, so it will change, but, you know, I don't have a pinpoint on exactly when that will change. Um, I, I'm just right now, uh, budgeting like 35 hours a week to be painting to make sure that I get this amazing work done and it actually happens, you know? So this, this is kind of like my, calendar just for that business. Then I have a separate one for my coaching calendar. And I asked myself the same questions, um, you know, and how can I serve my audience better? Um, And, you know, how do most people hear about me as like an artist coach? And, you know, how can I how can I increase that reach? So I have a ton of different ideas for that. And then um, I don't spend as much time on the coaching as I do on my primary career as an artist. So um, so this is kind of like a secondary um, career because I, I'm firm in the belief that like 
the best teachers, the best coaches are successful in what they are helping people to achieve. Because if not, like, how can their students surpass them? How can, how can they show them the way if they don't actually know how to do it themselves? So that's why I'm an artist first and then I'm an artist coach secondary because I want to be able to like be someone who really did it, you know, <laughs> and who is successful and can show you how to do that as well. So, um, so yeah, the things that are on like my coaching, uh, my coaching weekly task list are things like record and produce a podcast, um, schedule two emails that are very service oriented for the people on the mailing list, um, schedule out your social media content, work on your seasonal webinar, stuff like that. Um, so you'll notice that I'm already working 35 hours a week on painting. So it's like, how am I going to, like, how do I have the time to do all of this? Um, so I'm, I'm going to be working more than 40 hours a week just for these next three months, because, um, for me, like this solo exhibition for quest is, it's such a big opportunity for me. And, I just really want to let my artwork flourish like to the highest ability. And so I really want to delve into my painting and see what I can do. I have so many ideas. Like I have all of my um, reference photos like lined up and which brings me to my next point. <laughs> um, I needed to find a better way to paint because um, I know that I can paint well when I put my mind to it, um, but it does take me a long time to like create something that I feel like is a masterpiece. So my uh, Achilles heel there is getting bogged down in like one piece and just taking a really long time on one piece and then uh, having a hard time like moving on to the next piece. So I am trying something new this this time and that is I am doing my paintings in like layers. So for instance, I am taking the drawings for my paintings and I'm transferring them all onto the canvas at once. So so like if I have five paintings I'm working on at once, I'll, I'll transfer all the drawings. Um, so I have these five paintings ready to go, uh, ready to paint. And then I'll do the underpainting on like all five paintings. And then I will do like the greens on like all five paintings. <laughs> so, um, so I've just started doing this. I'm doing the underpaintings. I've done the underpaintings for like two. And what was amazing is that I got the underpaintings for two paintings done in like one day. And I was like, wow, this really works. Like I'm getting way, way more done here. So, um, so we'll see how that works as I get into the later stages of the paintings. Obviously, at some point, I'm just going to have to like buckle down on one painting at a time and really get into the details and make it amazing. But I think for the first couple of layers and the first couple of like um, passes for the paintings, I think it's going to be really exhilarating and really helpful to like kind of do them all at once. And that way, it's not as intimidating either. It's not like, oh my gosh, I got to like finish this one painting and then I have 10 more to do. Oh my goodness. Whereas the way that I'm doing it now, it's like, I'm kind of like halfway there on like 10 paintings already, you know? And so you feel like psychologically 
that it's not quite as overwhelming. Um, although it is, it is very different. Like it feels, it feels a bit like an assembly line, but I know that when I get into like, um, the details and the real feeling of each painting, like it, it won't anymore, but, um, I don't know. It's helping me be really efficient with my time. So that may be something that you want to try, especially if you have like a big project, a big exhibition coming up, um, to try kind of like this method of batching your work. Um, it does take some planning though. And, um, I did spend like a whole day, actually a couple days, like, you know, really researching my reference photos and, um, my drawings and my ideas and, they're all up on my studio wall right now. So I kind of know exactly what I'm doing. Um, yeah, so this is my journey for being more organized for everything in my artist career. And um, I just want to encourage you, you can also do it. If you're feeling overwhelmed and kind of like directionless as an artist, um, it may be because you have not taken the time to plan out your career goals for the year even just like for the next three months, like three months is a good stack of time, three or four months, so that you feel like um, you're working towards something and you can structure that time so that you you feel uh, more purposeful as an artist and you don't wake up in the morning and, and are like, oh, I guess I'll work on a painting, but like, where is it leading? You know, um, give if you give yourself a goal and if you give yourself um, structure, then I think you're going to go really far. Like this is how, this is how anybody who's like high achieving in whatever field that they're in plans their life. Like if you think about Olympic athletes, they don't just wake up every day and like, um, not know what they're going to do to train that day. Like they have a training schedule. They work with coaches. They, everything is like very planned and they they're, they look at their numbers all the time. It may not be financial numbers, um, but they look at their numbers. They work at, they look at, um, you know, the numbers that it takes for them to run a certain amount or their body mass index. Like all these numbers are like reflections of where they're at. So don't be afraid to take stock of where you're at and take stock of your time. Think about where you're spending your time right now and is it is this something that you want to be spending your time on um if you want to leave a legacy like as an artist and getting organized can really help you so um i'll probably do some sort of uh yeah i think i'm gonna do a webinar about this because it's so far it's been really transformative for me and my practice um, I think for the vibrance, I'm going to save that for like for my winter webinar. So um, yeah, my next webinar is going to be called Time Wise, Time Wise for Artists. Um, so yeah, if you want to sign up for that, I'll have a link in the bio um, and you'll be able to hear more about that as I create it but you can sign up for it now and I'll just get you more info as I create it. So that was all today's episode was about. I hope it was really useful for you. Um, and maybe it wasn't like the most fun episode, but it's going to be fun, like thinking of how much you can accomplish and 
and imagine how amazing it'll feel, you know, to not be wasting your time anymore, to feel like you're totally on top of things in your art career and to really feel that sense of momentum. So yeah, if you want more help with this or anything in your art career, I would love to empower you. So I offer individual coaching sessions. Um, You can purchase an individual coaching session and we will have a one hour session over Zoom and we can talk about anything that you like. Um, And I can help empower you in any particular area of your art career that you need more empowerment or more clarity on. Um, I also offer a five... uh, five session coaching package and the visionary artist salon also has the illuminary artist academy which is my big course which is so amazing it's self-paced but it also includes two coaching sessions with me Um, so those are the options Um, if you're confused about what to choose feel free to um, send me a direct message or an email Um, the the link is in the show notes for you to do that And I would love to empower you in whatever way you feel inspired to connect. So wonderful. Well, thanks for listening today. And I can't wait to connect with you guys in later episodes. I'm going to have some amazing guest um, episodes for you guys pretty soon. But have a wonderful week. Have a productive week. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.